0: Welcome to season six of the Casted Podcast, where we are back with more of our very own users. Why? Because, well, by becoming a Casted customer, it's pretty clear just how committed you are, not only to podcasting as a key piece of the future of your marketing efforts, but really also to the much bigger picture of how all of your shows fit into a much broader integrated marketing strategy. Our customers, are the most forward-thinking brands that are really harnessing the perspectives of experts with podcasts. And then they're not stopping there because they're ringing out those interviews to be amplified across other channels. They are practicing what we preach, and I want you to hear all about what they're doing, why they're doing it, and how you can do it too. I'm Lindsay Chepkema, CEO and co-founder of Casted, the first and the only amplified marketing platform for B2B marketers. And this is our podcast. If you've ever tried to sell a marketing initiative, like say a podcast to your leadership, in particular to the CEO, you know that sometimes it can be quite a challenge. They don't always see, at least not immediately, the value in creative campaigns or brand building efforts. This is especially true when those marketing initiatives are something like a podcast that requires not only budget, but also that CEO's personal most valuable asset, their time. Now, sprinkle in the fact that if you want them to host their show, it's going to require them to step outside their comfort zone and get pretty vulnerable. It might feel like an impossible challenge to win them over, but luckily today's guest is that CEO. He's Seth Morales, CEO of Morales Group and host of the No Milk, No Sugar podcast. And here he is today to share his perspective on why he's prioritizing the show for his business and how you can help your CEO see the value in podcasting too.
1: My name is Seth Morales and I am the CEO of Morales Group. We are a staffing and recruiting company and uh, we have a podcast powered by Casted uh, entitled No Milk, No Sugar. It's all about business beneath the sweetener and the milk. And, uh, we, we get real about why we do what we do in business and try to kind of cut through some of the, the BS and get to the nitty gritty of, um, what it's really like running a business.
0: Truly. Cause it, but, um, I'm confused though, because my experience with running a business is that it's totally sweetened and easy all the time, right? Yeah, It's perfect. <laughs> it's, perfect. it's perfectly easy. uh
1: uh-huh. like Latte at Starbucks. No, it's, uh, it's it's real and it's uh, it's gritty and it's not easy and there's times where you can't sleep at night or um, you kind of have a, a moment at the office and you're not too proud of whether you blew up on somebody or you're shedding a tear and uh, but those are I think the unique moments that help us learn the most because I think in a like today when you think about um, social media and just some of the platforms that are out there you kind of get this perception that life is great and you've got all these accolades and um, I'm, I'm sure with all the success that Cassid's had and some of the success that Morales Group is saying, it's it's not all like, it's not all, it's not all that. It's like, <laughs> there's a lot of pressure. And um, you guys have to grow and you have money backed. And, um, you know, we've got shareholders too, and we've got debt and the bank wants us to make a certain profitability. And That's real. And so I wish more people would talk openly about that. It's not always easy, especially leaders. I think a lot of times leaders act like they got to have it figured out. And uh, those that are real, I think uh, I gravitate most to.
0: It's it's so true. Um, Because of that, because you are a very busy CEO and and leader of a a large and and fast-moving company, let's talk about why this is a priority to you. Like why doing a podcast Why making the time? Cause it's, it's not easy. Podcasting, not unlike running a business. is It's not, it's not easy. It's not fast. It's not quick. It does take some time. Uh, it takes an investment of your most valuable resource, which is that time. So um, tell me a little bit about how and why the show came together and, and why it's a priority for you. Why are you making time for it?
1: Great question. Uh, we think you know, the podcast and having a a platform like that, there's great content that you can kind of, I think, chop up and dissect and then kind of distribute into other platforms like Instagram or LinkedIn to be relevant. So that's one thing to kind of, from like a marketing and brand awareness standpoint, we see a lot of value there. I also see, you know, just no milk, no, no sugar is all about interviewing other leaders about why it's hard to run a business. And, there's a ton of learnings in that. So I was just talking to the CEO of a large health system. They're $3 billion annually and they've got 20 hospitals and they just went through COVID. That's sticky. Like what did, what did that CEO learn and what am I going to gather from that? So to me, there's a lot of wisdom um, kind of taken out of it. And so it's kind of a selfish um, pursuit in that right where you get to learn and share. And then I think, you know, we, we like podcasts from our standpoint is we, we're pretty good at building communities. And I think podcasting is a great way to build a tribe or community, whether it's um, massive, like, like a Joe Rogan, or you've got kind of a small narrow niche group that really is, you know, kind of fanatic about what Morales group and what um, I do. And so that's really important to us as well. We think if you can kind of curate or cultivate that, that community the right way and add some value, have some cool guests, be real. I, th- I think it's all about trying to provide value. And podcasts for me, I listen to them often when I'm running or I'm driving to and from the car. Um, there's entertainment, but there's also, for me, it's more learning. I'm a big learner. So, mm-hmm. so that, those would be, I think, some things that stick out to me, Lindsay. Um, but there's, there's a lot of other different ways I think they add value, but those are a few that, that kind of come to mind first.
0: Yeah, and and you are for anybody who's not following you on LinkedIn, they absolutely should be because you are very very open. You're very vulnerable. You're very authentic. Um, you you share a lot about what you're going through as the leader of a company and um, tough conversations that you have and and how things are going with you and with the team and with from your perspective. And so I think it, it does make a lot of sense, at least to me, that you would do a show like this. But um, again, what do you I love the perspective that you have about adding value. And I I think that that's quite often overlooked or, or like, oh yeah, of course we want to add value. Like that's, that's the thing we want to do. But as, as the CEO of a company, um, you also need to see value from something, right? So what would you say to people that are listening, mostly, you know, marketers, marketing leaders that especially when they want to do something like a show, um, audio or video, and, and maybe they have the same mindset of you of, which is we want to build relationships. We want to, to build a connection with our audience, but my CEO wants to see something more tangible than, Hey, we want to add value. Um, what, what, uh, advice or even just empathy would you share with, yeah. with those who feel like they need to deliver something much more tangible than that?
1: I think that's, a. Uh that's like an ongoing challenge that you always see, especially with leadership that doesn't get it. And they're always looking for a return on investment, an ROI, what's the tangible, am I getting sales out of this or am I pulling in more followers? And I would say the challenge back to somebody that if I'm a marketing executive and I'm wanting to promote a podcast, I would say, hey, this is not a sprint, this is a marathon. And this is more about a long-term play where you got to put in work on the front end, plant your seeds. It's kind of like when you get on LinkedIn and you start out, you build your profile, you start to build a community, you start engaging, you start dropping comments, you start trying to add value. Then over time, that that builds into an audience. And I remember seeing your profile and seeing how you've grown over the last year. Just in itself, you've really built, I think, a pretty cool following. It's the same thing with the podcast. I think it's a long-term value add. You don't necessarily you know, I don't know if I can draw back to like, hey, I've got these like four or five exact wins that came from podcasting. But I can tell you that, one, it's adding value to the folks that I care about and a lot of the folks that are kind of in our community or in our sphere. But then the other thing would be, I think it also just it's, it's really important that you take the time to, I think, just dig into figuring out where it's most relevant to the people uh, that need you know maybe some of the content that you're sharing. So there's there's usually like if you do a podcast, I think there's there's a gap. For me, the gap is there's a ton of I think CEOs that aren't as vulnerable or real as they should be, and I and I'm trying to evoke and find CEOs that are willing to share more about that. And so I I, I wish there were more leaders that were. Um, they could kind of derobe a little bit and be like, hey, the, the armor's off. This is how I roll. This is what I suck at. This is what we've struggled with. And I wanna, I wanna like encourage more of that. So that's where I feel like the value is. But I would love to see more and more um, leaders kind of buy into that, find that niche where there's a gap, something's missing, or they could provide value to the audience and, and really try to build that out. So that's, that's what we try to do. And that's, that's important for us. But it's, again, it's a long game and it's going to take some time, but um, I'm not looking for necessarily the ROI right off the bat. I'm looking to build a community and add value. And in return, there's so much like goodness that comes on the back end.
0: Yeah. I think there's a lot of people listening right now that are just like, he gets it. I want my leader to get it too. (laughs) Because truly it is about adding value, delivering value first, knowing that, when you do that, you build those relationships and that's when you get, that's, that's how you build an audience. That's how you build a following. Um, yeah. And, and not expecting results right away.
1: I was just going to say, what's crazy is there's so many CEOs and, and executives that just don't get it. Mm-hmm. They don't see that. They don't see the value and um, being relevant digitally or being on a podcast. I think they, they, at times they snicker and they kind of, that's cute. I, I'm glad that you do that. That's great. But what I found is, you know, so I'm in a a group of um, young presidents organization and there's, uh, let's say, 100 uh, presidents that run businesses in central Indiana. And um, I I think there's an opportunity to be, you know, if you're front and center on on your digital footprint and you do some stuff from a podcasting standpoint, you're top of mind and you can create, I think, content that they all... Would agree to, and I think it's sticky. But uh, a lot of them don't necessarily want to take the time to do that. And so, not I'm not poking this at the uh, the YPO group, but I do see a lot of CEOs that that aren't as progressive and forward thinking. I wish I wish they'd be a little bit more because um, they, they would see that the upside down the road. So it's just not there right now.
0: It's true, and I I think that most people, most leaders understand the value of building relationships, right? Network, We all, I mean, that's networking. And what, what is the most valuable outcome of, of networking? It's connections, it's relationships. And what happens with those relationships? It's exactly what you just said. It's the long game. It's, I, I have a relationship with you. We continue to help each other. You have a need that I can help, you know, support you and back and forth. I think where, people like you are starting to see even starting to, but do see the value in things like, like podcasting or, you know, video content is the ability to build those relationships that, you know, air quotes network, um, without being in the same room as someone, without going to a breakfast meeting, without, it's, it's the same kind of thing. It's just, it's another way to do that. It's another way to build relationships and, and podcasts in particular, because people are listening into the conversation that we're having right now and they're feeling more connected and it's an opportunity to connect with more people and to make yourself more available to more people and, and likewise and vice versa. And when you see it that way and you see it as an opportunity to connect with more people, um, authentically in a way that's it's really meaningful that's where the difference happens it's when you want to same same thing if you go if you go to a networking event if you go to a breakfast meeting and you hope to sell something that day you're missing the point um if you go in hoping to meet some great people that are going to expand your network and, and looking to provide help to other people that's where the real magic happens because then you you build relationships and you build support systems and um, so i think Think, and I hope that especially with the, the year that we all just lived, um, a, a new understanding and appreciation for human to human and, and brands that really uh, embrace the humanity side of, of the business um, and seek to make those connections, I, I think, and I hope that we'll see more people doing things like, like what you're doing.
1: Yeah, they will. I think I, I see the trend. It's, it's coming. There's just some folks that are laggards and you want to kind of nudge them a little bit. The other thing that I would add to that is, you know, you, you, you've built these relationships and you get people to, to maybe buy into what you're doing, and then eventually they become a, a customer. They want to use your, your recruiting or staffing service, or they want to use your, your podcast platform. What's also really interesting is just the talent attraction that um, you can create with building a community or a tribe, whether it's socially on LinkedIn or Instagram or TikTok or on a podcast. It's really cool to see how many people have reached out to me to say, hey, I heard you on the IBJ podcast. I love what you're doing with your culture and your mission. That really resonates with what and who I am. I'd love to come work for you. That's like, to me, there's a lot of stickiness with talent attraction. And a lot of people don't realize that today, um, users and, and newer talent are, are on these platforms and they're, they're, they're searching around it. The more accessible and the more authentic and real you can be, um, where you're not behind kind of this iron curtain and you're you're open, and they're gonna they're gonna seek those those, those leaders out. And um, I think it's a great way for leaders and other organizations to position themselves to differentiate and be an employer of choice. And you get to kind of understand the vibe or the mindset behind how they roll. So that would be another benefit. I'd say that that's coming or already. Yeah come
0: forth. Absolutely. Absolutely because it does it it does shine a light on who you are as a company. I mean it's it's an extension of of the brand and the culture and and really who you are and what you stand for. I want to get into what you have have learned so far um as as a host. Like what's what's that been like? Um what's come naturally? What are you learning? Uh what uh what would you share with yeah, those who might be in the same shoes?
1: Really good questions. Um uh, I sucked in my first few episodes. I mentioned that earlier. I just uh, did not have kind of the natural conversational ability. And um, I I realized that you have to prep a little bit on maybe some of the questions. For me, that's what I need to do. Uh, I have to do a little bit more research so I understand uh, context about who the person is. But I also have thought about um, one thing that has been a learning for me is kind of having and rolling in with like a little bit of a theme. So when when we met with the, the CEO from the hospital system and going through COVID, the theme was pressure is a privilege. And we talked a lot about pressure and being in a role that, that is kind of privileged, You know, being a part of a, a large health system and having 14,000 employees report to you. that That is a privileged position, but there's also a lot of pressure there. And so it's been cool to kind of think about and brainstorm how to kind of best um, use the podcast to make sure that it, it's efficient. And look, we're only, you know, we've had 50 episodes with our past um, uh, group and then, you know, we're only a few into this new one. So it's a learning experience. I think what's really cool, the, the best part of this is kind of fun. I was in the school um, drop-off line today. I was dropping off my four-year-old at a uh, pre-K and uh, I turned on our podcast. Uh, <laughs> it launched today. We had that new episode with Jonathan yep. Alley from St. Vincent's and uh, I, I, we did the intro and then we, we played it for a couple of minutes for uh, my son and he was like, it, it was just really cool to see him kind of, that's you and, and kind of connecting the dots. So that's a selfish thing that has <laughs> But a lot of learnings, um, I think I mentioned this earlier, just being natural in conversation, the intros and the outros, doing um, kind of more of a, just a natural vibe, mm-hmm. cutting it up with Tori, our producer. That's the best part about it. Just like, it's just us talking, and it's not even trying to be so buttoned up and formal. I think too many too many times you get a little of that, like rigidity, and it really doesn't feel authentic.
0: Yeah, it's
1: trying to find my authentic vibe via podcast, <laughs> uh, powered by Casted, and it's going to take some time, but I'm getting there.
0: Yeah, I, I think I have, I'm very confident that you'll get there. It's, authenticity is very natural for you, <laughs> so I, I'm I'm curious to how how the show came together um kind of through the lens of again, you know, marketing leaders and marketers who are listening, thoughts that they might have for how to work with their CEO or someone in their C suite on a podcast, because that can be quite a leap. Let's say it's quite often the way a podcast comes together, it's it's either sold up the chain that's like, hey, CEO, it's time that we do a podcast. And sometimes there's pushback, or vice versa. It's like, I'm the CEO, I'm going to my marketing team being like, it's time to do a podcast. And there's there's a whole lot of expectation setting around how much time it's going to take, how to how to be authentic, how to how to do these interviews, how to get to a groove that really feels like us, that is adding value, um, how much additional work there is around producing the show and promoting the show and how else you're going to use the content. So tell me how that how that came together for you all and kind of how it's working now, um, kind of through that lens of of lessons learned.
1: Yeah, really another really good question. I can see kind of coming from like ground up to the, the C-suite and then being pitched, there's, there's challenges there, especially if the C-suite doesn't get it. Fortunately, the C-suite gets it at Morales Group. And I think a lot of that resonated from, you know, the last few years of being very active on LinkedIn. Our team saw my brand persona and saw um, an opportunity in kind of the greater like Indianapolis area. Hey, CEO, recruiting and talent, um, kind of a thought leader in that space, deals with a lot of like diverse workforces. How can we kind of package that together and put it into a, a podcast? And then we started to talk about my strengths and weaknesses. And I think you you mentioned it earlier, just being vulnerable and being authentic is just kind of how I like to roll. And so we said, hey, why don't we, you know, brainstorm an idea of what we could do around that with just kind of how I kind of post on LinkedIn. And so... Tori's phenomenal. She smith, the kind of no milk, no sugar. It's all about, you know, business um, beneath the sweetener and all the kind of the black grittiness of like straight up coffee. So I thought that was great the way we all kind of, but we kind of, I think we kind of like pulled it together from top and bottom. We kind of met in the middle. Um, I've seen a few of my other peers in YPO like uh, Tiffany Sauter or Tim uh, Lehman from Gibson. They've done a really good job of uh, figuring out how to kind of leverage their leader's persona. Tim and Tiffany are both very dynamic and engaging and great mm-hmm. at speaking. So sometimes you, you might not have a, a CEO or, or an executive that, that would want to do that. Um, then maybe you find like a, a, like a CMO that has like a great personality, like a, a Kyle Lacy, mm-hmm. uh, who could, who could jump in and do that. Or, um, you know, a young Lindsay, when you were at, uh, was it Emerus or what? Emerus,
0: yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, so you you did that podcast for them. Mm-hmm. Did you kind of launch that off for them? So it's like mm-hmm. trying to find um, that kind of thought leader that wants to kind of pioneer it and go yeah. through it. Um, I think it can come from different levels and in different ways, but you got to find somebody, I call them Soji, somebody who gets it. Huh. Hopefully you have a Soji that can get it at the executive level and then you get buy-in and uh, yeah. it's easier because my dad definitely doesn't get it. It's all good. He does his thing. He's in his late 60s, uh, but he he leverages my strengths and allows me to do my thing. And he serves as our chairman. And um, he he so. But you you play your strengths. So
0: it's true. So I mean, it kind of what I'm hearing. You know from sitting in in the role in that marketer's role for, for many years is look for something that's already happening, perhaps, you know, look at me for you. That was, you have a very, you're very engaged with LinkedIn. You're already, you're already doing that. You're already, you're already expressing your personal brand and your brand as a leader there. So it's, it's basically tapping into that and saying, what if we used it here? You know, what if we tested it here or looking, you know, looking at someone who's a subject matter expert, looking at something that's already happening, and saying how can we nurture that yes. into conversations and kind of capture that in a new way. So I like yeah. that. It that's also cool. might be an easier way to sell it too, and be like, "Hey, you're already doing this. Well, let's just do it this way."
1: Yes, that's, that's some spot- fuel behind it. Yeah, that's, that's assessment. It. I think, yeah, just trying to identify what that looks like mm-hmm. with somebody who's already doing it, and somebody that might have a, a natural skill set, whether it's you know the way they they craft their posts or the way they're on video. Yeah. Everyone's different. But yeah, identifying that and then kind of putting it into a little bit more of a overdrive.
0: We've talked a lot about vulnerability and authenticity, two things that are very important to both of us. Um, But it can be, especially if you are a leader in the company and let's say someone on your marketing team comes to you and says hey I want you to sit behind a microphone and do something you've never done before first of all you're very busy and second of all I'm going to have you step outside of your comfort zone and start doing podcast interviews um what what advice what things have you learned um even as someone who is is already very you know publicly authentic and genuine uh, and very open as a leader what what have you learned that some of our listeners could take and transfer to their, you know, person who's either already hosting a show or that they want to host a show and say, hey, I can make this easier for you. Here's some tips. Here's some things that you could do. Something, because like things that will make it more comfortable for someone to take in on this position. Because it is, it's, it's very, it's very exposed, especially at first until you really get, get rolling with it.
1: Yeah, I I would agree. I, I do think it, it can be uncomfortable, but I think you need to divide and conquer. That's first thing. So if you have resources or teams uh, of people that can help kind of build um, upon the podcast, we have, uh, I think, an internal marketing team of eight full-time staff. And then we've got Tori, who's dedicated to running and operating the podcast. And then we have Leah, who's our graphic designer. And Andy is is good on kind of chopping up the the audio at times and and Tori's getting better. So you have a team and then you kind of have some content editors or marketing officers that kind of overview and make sure that we're kind of um, running the right way. That was all really important for me because I don't necessarily have, you know, 20 hours a week to dedicate to it. Um, But at the same time, I think getting in the studio, we do have a small studio that we built out and um, having fun just um, doing a couple episodes, you start to realize, all right, I'm probably going to dedicate... Um, a couple hours a week to this. It's not um, ungodly amount of uh, dedication. It's great having a team. Um, That's really helpful. It's been really hard to, um, for me personally, I've been doing a lot of the reach outs to get uh, the the guest because we're talking kind of CEO to CEO. Mm -hmm. Um, Having somebody on your team kind of focused on that who could do that to get somebody over the goal line. I don't know if you do that or if you have somebody else on your team. But yeah. that's the hardest thing for me right now. I don't have enough people booked out in advance, and I know there's people that kind of do that for you. Um, so I got to figure that part out.
0: <laughs> okay, so good tips for how to how to make it easier for who it is that you're going to ask to come in as the as the host. So do some outreach. Have a nice have a nice bench of people who could come on as guests. Yeah. Uh, make it fun. Divide and conquer. Show show the plan and say this is this is what we're going to do, and therefore this is this is what I need you to do. And just making it very clear to your host what the ask is uh, setting expectations up front for what you're asking them to do
1: yeah you do a good yes. job of synthesizing there you <laughs> kind of like just like my like two minute rant into like the right amount of con just, just
0: listening and learning from you Seth just That's listening good. and learning so well great well okay what what Else, if anything, what would you share, kind of as a, as a takeaway to anyone who's listening, who either already has a show um, or is thinking about starting one? You're you're pretty new into what I think is a really really cool show that I'm really glad you're doing. Um, yeah, what would you share with others?
1: Well, I think one bit of advice is is, is that you know I mentioned it earlier. You know, it, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. It's going to take mm-hmm. some time, and especially if you've never done a podcast before you're gonna be uncomfortable for probably the first five to 10 episodes. I start, I've started to feel myself get a little bit more relaxed, but I still am awkward. I, I still like hate listening to myself a little bit with some of the ums and I gotta work on some of those technical things, but it does just, it takes some time. And I think if you really wanna build something worthwhile, you gotta put your head down for at least, in my opinion, six, 12, 18 months, and then come up for air and look at you know, how you've done. And it's not necessarily about how many followers or listeners or subscribers that you have. It's more about, you know, the impact and the value that you're trying to make. And so you could have a super niche, like tribe of like 30 people that always tune in every week and they could be some of the best like influencers to who and what you're trying to like accomplish. It doesn't necessarily have to be this like wide net that's um, wide and narrow and you've got thousands of listeners. Um, but, you know, it, it just depends. It just depends on what you're trying to go for. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, sprint versus marathon for one. And then number two, just be ready to be uncomfortable um, because it's a, it's a new space and a lot of people don't necessarily know or feel comfortable talking about it at times. And um, there's probably going to be leaders in your organization or outside your organization that may snicker or say, hey, is that really a good use of time? And for me, it's like, wow, you th- this person really doesn't get it and it really allows me or encourages me to double down on it cuz it's mm-hmm. like you know when people are kind of hating that's when you know like you you're onto something good
0: um like, and then it's like like so Jay bear says he has a book called hug your haters yes hug them embrace it cuz you know for, for every every hater every um somebody who's watching and waiting for you to fail there's there's 10 more that are cheering you on truly and i think that this medium absolutely that's true Well, that's, that's awesome. So I I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, You're, you're doing your own show. You're, you know, running a business, no big. Um, And uh, I, I just, I really appreciate you taking the time to share here what the experience has been like. It's no milk, no sugar, and it's a great show. Everybody should listen and follow along with you on LinkedIn because you're sharing really genuine, valuable inspiring, um, relatable content there and also on your show. So thanks for being here too, Seth. I appreciate you.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: That's our show. Thanks so much for listening. And for more from today's guest and some pretty amazing content that they've inspired, visit casted.us and be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to get the latest on all things, amplified marketing. A 2 to be podcasting and a lot more.